Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Eat, Pray, Judge. As always, it's me in uh, on mic number one, Gabe Pacheco, and I am joined by my partner in crime on mic two. Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no last names. <laughs> and we've got a special guest in studio today, man. I'm super excited that this guy's here to join us. The one, the only, Mr. Davidson Boswell. What is up, guys? Welcome. How's it going? Yeah, and it's really cool to have you here, uh, Davidson. You know, you're a you're a fantastic comedian, and we actually got to spend some time together in North Carolina. Yep, that was uh, that was where we met, uh, muggy old North Carolina. Um, you stayed at my parents' house as a cost cutting measure to uh, <laughs> come to a festival that pays you nothing, but that is comedy for you. you sure, know? and I want to give big ups to the uh, Oak City Comedy Festival, man. It was a really really fun uh showcase of diverse performers i uh we restarted this podcast and i still had an opportunity to talk good about that festival and i didn't so (laughs) but i want to say that it is good and i'm glad to do it i was just trying to be funny (laughs) uh you know what what else i i was able to cut a lot of costs in north carolina because while we were down there um i used these like electric scooters for the very first time and I hadn't really seen them before in cities. You know why uh, that's so great? Because it's environmentally conscious, you know? Uh, it really, it has very little effect on the ozone layer and therefore the environment. Uh, well, I, I, I smell a tie-in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and yeah. I, was, uh, I was thinking this earlier. I don't think you could have electric scooters in New York yet, but I think we're almost getting there. That uh, shared sense of responsibility. I think, uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we would throw them in the river. I think New Yorkers would throw them in the river. New York just amped it up and put Revel which is seeming it seems like a good idea to have the uh oh the, the vespas yeah, yeah yeah you can't pick I, those up i honestly feel like that's going to cause a lot of problems you think i think uh the vespas seem like they're uh because they're a little bit bigger people might take them more seriously but mm-hmm. those scooters dude i feel like delivery trucks are just gonna oh my gosh blindsided dude yeah yeah. They had them in D.C. a couple of years ago when I was visiting, and uh, the motor on mine didn't work, so I was uh, razor scootering around, and then I just I just left speaking of the mid two thousands, oh my god, razor scooter, like dude. two years, yeah, no, I know, but razor scooters blast from the past. That's cool. Man. <laughs> I saw some kid on one, and I laughed. It was like yeah. having like those shoes with the wheels on them. Uh huh. Oh, Heelys, yeah. It's so funny to uh, walk around Heelys. like the financial district and see like a uh, a corporate raider on a on a scooter. Dude, he's going to pillage the environment and uh, people's <laughs> bank accounts on two wheels. <laughs> Kick push his way into an early retirement. Sure, sure. He's like, I got to get to this cozy quick. Yeah. <laughs> kick push, kick push. Yeah. Um. So today, yeah, man, we're talking about a movie that is. Uh, Kind of uh, raises some environmental awareness. Oh yeah, in a in a very in a very startling uh, and uh, some would say bad acting way. Yeah, but <laughs> a lot so, of people uh, would say that. I think. <laughs> Most people on the internet would say that. We're, uh, you know what? It's what it is. It's, it's just acting uh, with its heart on its sleeve. <laughs> yes. No ambiguity. <laughs> no second takes. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, we're just getting it out here, and yeah. we're saying exactly what we mean. I feel like the director was like. Dennis Quaid, this is not about you. This is about the waves, okay? So don't worry about it. We're moving on. So, uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, The Day After Tomorrow, which came out in 2004. What a year. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Jennifer Aniston had just broken up, which was a natural disaster in my life. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yo, the world was traumatized uh-huh. by that. And we, and we just, as Gabe said earlier, we had just won the Iraq War uh, for the first time. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it feels good. Well, actually, it was our it was our second win. Was George, George Bush uh, with uh, Desert Storm. Oh, yeah, you that's know? true. He, he, uh, he, we, we trounced Saddam, mm-hmm. but left him to go run back to Baghdad to lick his wounds. Yeah. I'd like to give a special shout out to Kuwait on uh, this podcast. <laughs> Our dear friends, Kuwait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we've never thought about since uh, yeah. liberating them. Yes, right. exactly. Us that sweet loophole to go get that oil. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, and we appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> so we went back a second time, and like I think this is around the era where uh, George Bush is like flying onto aircraft carriers with his jumpsuit on, looking like a GI Joe. Oh man, yeah. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Being like, who who crushed? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy. This the, guy. Each thumb for each victory. You know, I'm <laughs> just like that one's for my dad. That one's for me. <laughs> Sure, sure. Well, they broke a rock and then they had to buy it. And, yep. Uh, yep. That that that's a we're still paying for that one. <laughs> but we got all that sweet, sweet oil. Oh man, yeah. All well, that. and uh, this was like uh, 2004 peak, you know, uh, Tahoe suburban uh, America. You know, oh, yeah. we were rolling around in SUVs like Dude, a mofo. Hummers, yeah, Hummers, baby. People loved Hummers. We, in this the H one was uh, still out and about. People were driving combat vehicles to their desk jobs. <laughs> 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 no, and I remember that dude Escalades Yukon. Yeah, it was giant. These yeah. uh, our ships driving yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because a lot of like people would buy. They're like, "Well, I got to get my little kid. My little kid's turning sixteen. I got to get yeah. them the safest car." <laughs> and so then they end up getting an SUV for their for their child. And then and then everyone, but now everyone else on the road also gets one. Well, so whatever safety they got from having a big car is is made moot by other people getting big cars. And listen, if you need a Hummer to keep your kid safe, then that means you're worried about rocket-propelled grenade launchers <laughs> going yeah. after your kids. Uh, IEDs on yeah. the 405. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like going to Burbank, uh, taking incoming mortar fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, RPG rockets, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it was just like a very uh, timely film, I guess, for that era of America that was like, woo-woo, we're fucking patriotic, <laughs> I don't care, I'm going to pay $8 a gallon, and uh, what's the director's name again for this Oh, this movie? guy, Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Roland Emmerich is like, hold on, how about a tidal wave wipes out half of humanity? <laughs> right, and he makes the vice president in this movie look exactly like Dick Cheney. Yeah. Well, that's that subtlety you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> super subtle. Yeah, yeah. It shows him like eating condor egg omelets. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah dude. Um, but in 2004, I was, um, you know, around the same time. I think uh, Al Gore, who had just lost the election in mm. 2001, was. Uh, was kind of figuring out uh, what his second act would be. Yeah, yeah. And so now he's be- he became this sort of uh, prophetic soothsayer, letting us know that the apocalypse was impending. Yes. And he put out that a movie, Inconvenient Truth. Mm-hmm. And I was actually showing that to my students in my class. Yeah. To bum them out. Did you did you present it the same way Al Gore presented it in Inconvenient Truth? You know, Very just boring. like uh, just a huge crane lift. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture him unemployed after losing the election, yeah. eating cereal and watching like Captain Planet uh-huh. on like, like, Saturday morning cartoons. He's like, yeah, you know what? I know my angle now. <laughs> What's crazy is that Captain Planet did not help us uh, create a better world. Not at all. I think he... it just helped make villains that look like Captain Planet villains. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we it just all... inspired a new wave of people to dye their hair green. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the new Joker movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was that's I and I saw this movie around that time. I think mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, you know, Roland Emmerich just kept putting out bangers. I didn't know I've, I didn't know his name until I researched it for this today. You know what? Me neither. I just knew that this movie <laughs> burned a hole in my consciousness. You know what I mean? It was very affecting at the time. Yeah. So when did you see this for the first time? I saw this, so this was my last year before um, I went off to wilderness boarding school after getting kicked out of Catholic school. Uh, and uh, so I, this was one of the last movies I saw for over a year, and it was very – it left an indelible impression on me because I was like, you know what? Maybe the world isn't so small after all. Wow. And the, there are things outside of the classroom like – tidal waves and <laughs> tornadoes so this was like uh the last meal that you had yes. for your eyeballs mm-hmm. before you went off to like an in- into the wild school yeah exactly i was like i'm gonna go fight nature now that i know how to beat it <laughs> <laughs> i think there is some irony there yeah 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 like, like, i'm gonna man versus nature yeah I yeah will conquer it yeah, and there, you know, there's so there's so many uh, funny scenes from this movie where it's like there's a, a permafreeze coming at people and they outrun it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, that and was... that really makes you think that you can do anything if you can outrun, you know, yeah. negative well, 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, they had to personify something that's incredibly boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Cold. A, slow, a slow deep freeze. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. What they do just to, like open a freezer, like a storage <laughs> freezer, and watch. That'd yeah. be a funny character. Like, how did you prepare for this role? I stood in front of my freezer for 20 minutes yeah. every day. <laughs> I just needed to feel the cold. But wait, what? I gotta find out what was it that made it that you had to leave your cushy um, Catholic school and uh, go off to the wilderness so, to hunt. So I there was a <laughs> there was a lot of the you know it uh, it. Uh, it's a lot of straws that broke the camel's back, but the final one was I made an acrostic, one of those things that uh, you spell a teacher's name uh, vertically, and then every one, everything coming out of each letter is an insult about the teacher, and it was meant to be viewed by other uh, classmates and not the teacher herself. Wrong but, audience. Yeah, yeah, wrong. It got it. It reached the wrong eyes, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know what? She uh, cried, and I felt bad about that. Um, not until later, uh, because we were talking about this earlier. But your frontal lobe is not doing that much in the uh, emotional uh, intelligence department when you're 12. You know, sure, um, we're all sociopaths. Yeah, thing. yeah. And uh, so um, that was the straw, and they were like, you know what? Maybe not Catholic school for you. Maybe, uh, maybe the woods. <laughs> That'll teach you more. Sure. It's great to make a teacher cry. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I know as a former educator, I should feel like some sympathy for teachers that do, but absolutely not. Like <laughs> at, when I was in a classroom, if a teacher uh, broke down and cried, I'd be like, oh, you're not going to make it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like when you're part of a platoon and like a member of your team cracks up, you're like, ah, you're a liability. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So and we're going to have to leave you behind. <laughs> I had a teacher. She was uh, she made the mistake. She was a Latin teacher teaching Latin, and she uh, made the mistake of telling us that she was losing her voice. Ugh. And uh, instead of just quietly keeping that in, and... <laughs> That's like exposing your belly, you know, in the, in the animal kingdom, you know, you're just yeah. getting got. Yeah. <laughs> right, she's like, check out this giant gash that's bleeding. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna just dunk myself in this shark-filled water. Uh-huh, yeah, and, go uh, swimming in Australia. He's presenting himself. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she uh, ran out of the room um, uh-huh. in tears, and uh, then there was like 
after the initial victory celebration, yep. there was mission this... accomplished. <laughs> and then the Iraq war went on. <laughs> yeah. We were like, what happens next? Uh-huh. <laughs> this, we were in the eye of the storm. Oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. very quiet uh-huh. <laughs> for, uh, uh-huh. for about two and a half minutes. Yep. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's maybe what uh, the Taliban felt like after the towers fell. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, they're like what, uh, what's going to happen now? It's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our non-bombed house. That's, uh... yeah. <laughs> and we we, we had this uh, we had this teacher, and he looked like um, he looked like one of the bad guys from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh fuck yeah, just uh, Irish and pissed. You yeah, know, <laughs> he was he was this old uh, old Scottish um, ex marine who had uh, spent his military time quelling the IRA mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so the, tr- the, the, the troubles. troubles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like. <laughs> <laughs> so, but after that, after retiring from that, he came to work at this all boys school in D.C. as our disciplinarian. Mm, man, don't, did... don't want to steal valor on his watch. You know, <laughs> I don't want to wear, wearing camo to school. Probably tell you. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he 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 squashed our mini rebellion in that. Yeah. Classroom. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Probably with uh, probably an iron fist. You know, <laughs> he did not use diplomacy. Yeah. Totally. This guy, he didn't really need to do much, man. Just to stare from him, and like we all shrunk into our seats. Yeah. It's amazing what a glare can do to, uh, to a little boy. You know? He's like a hockey enforcer. Yeah, yeah. A hockey enforcer of teachers. He, he yeah. came uh, came over the line and uh, cross-checked you right in the face. So uh, there's some, um, yeah, this this was a fun, this was a fun movie. Um, what, uh, Day After Tomorrow. Let's, uh, here's a very brief summary before we hop into it. We got The Day After Tomorrow is centered around a scientist workaholic played by your boy Dennis Quaid, Quaid, and uh, who's estranged from his <laughs> wife and son, uh, uh, Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he warns politicians around the world about the imminent global catastrophe, but the U.S. vice president uh, leads the skeptics who don't listen, mm-hmm. and this vice president looks just like Dick Cheney. Let's call him Rick Staney. <laughs> <laughs> You know those uh you hear about those uh movies that are made by like screenwriters that just never stopped doing cocaine for a second and just wrote throughout the night, you know yeah. what I mean? And like didn't time and this feels like that in That's terms of the dialogue, but not the <laughs> not the the special effects had some, you know, but like the the way this is like I don't know. There's not very little nuance, you know. Sure, they sure. said that he wrote this on the set of filming The Patriot, which means he wasn't engaged. He's <laughs> he like the project he was currently working on. What about water? <laughs> yeah. It starts you know writing scary? nature. <laughs> yeah, I call that the uh, writing all night on cocaine is the Stephen King method. Yes, yes. Of, uh, don't edit. <laughs> yeah, don't edit. I mean, that's yeah. a Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. Some Ooh. of our uh, special shout out to cocaine on this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so our boy Thanks, Dennis pre-Adderall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our boy Dennis Quaid, the uh, scientist man. No one's listening to him. Then all at once, a hundred years before his prediction, three polar hurricanes form and devastate the northern hemisphere. And uh, Dennis Quaid has to travel three hundred miles from D.C. to New York to save his son, Jake Gyllenhaal. Who's stuck in the New York Public Library with a ragtag group of mathletes? Yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, who are who are surviving burning books uh, in the public library? They they this. were going to burn Nietzsche, but um, they decided it was too important for, to civilization too to burn. <laughs> and uh, this is an epic tale of global destruction with a focal point on a sentimental uh, family drama. Yeah, yeah, and it's, Seventh uh, Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> It's really a film about middle class white anxiety about America losing its status in the uh, in the 
wake of climate change. Gore porn. Yeah. Gore porn. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's but, great. But yeah. we, uh, Roland Emmerich, man. <laughs> Hard gore porn. Hard gore porn, dude. Yes. Yeah. There Bringing we go. out that gore porn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is different than uh, Gorno. Gorno, yeah. <laughs> which which is, uh, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and sure, uh, the, the Hostel. All yeah. that stuff was coming out at the same time. I think uh, there was just a lot of fear in the zeitgeist because of, I guess, the Iraq War. And well, this yeah. was America at one of its dumbest stages, I think. Yeah. The post 9 11 uh, hysteria. Uh, yeah, just everything on steroids. There, you could still supersize a, uh, a Big Mac meal, you know. Yeah, people. Uh, <laughs> the Atkins diet. You basically just uh, you, you opt out of starches and just eat copious amounts of animal fat. Yeah, yeah, it's smart. Yeah, like eat a bunch of bacon and go on a run. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm right. I'm gonna drive in my Hummer to the to the mall. Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna get a double cheeseburger, mm-hmm. no buns, cheese on the inside. Yeah. So it's like a, a gusher, like a meat and cheese gusher. <laughs> Dude, this was uh this was the dawn of uh tap out clothing uh that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> sold at Hot Topic. Uh you could be an <laughs> ultimate fighter and like Avenge Sevenfold. It was uh, <laughs> parkour. <laughs> yeah, parkour Basically was everyone on the planet had yeah. a death wish. Uh-huh. You uh were gonna go to the hospital for pretending to know how to skate at yeah. some point and this uh, <laughs> The dawn of Bam, Margera. Yeah, this, this was the, the the year of the uh, the tsunami, which was probably oh. the greatest natural disaster I've been alive for. Like in terms of in like terms greatest. of body count. Oh, okay. Right, actual yeah, total yeah. physical damage. Yeah, yeah. Fifty thousand people died. This was Indonesia. Right? Yeah. Dang. Well, it crushed most of Southeast Asia. That is crazy. And that probably got less eyeballs on it than this movie, I would say. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, uh, At least in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is an America-centric movie for sure. The scenes of destruction are mainly take place in America. So, right. Like uh, like this movie is uh, very dumb. Yes. But it's also uh, brilliant. I think it's brilliant. And when I saw it, I was bummed out. I thought it was dumb. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roland Emmerich, the director for some background... He made another banger, Independence Day. That is an actually good movie, uh, and through and through. He also made The Patriot. Another uh, actually good movie, yeah. through and through. And as, as much as I want to say that he's not a great director, he is, he is a master of making sentimental, melodramatic blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that hit you over the head. Mm-hmm. With, Michael Bay with a heart, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, like the words <laughs> and the actions are aligned in all of these films. And... Every actor will tell you exactly what's happening. Dude, there is a there is a actual line and this has been said 4000 times in movies but he says you got to get out of there man when uh, he's talking about he's talking about LA and a tornado's coming at him and he's on the phone and looking at a tornado and the guy's like you should move. He's sure. Like, oh, maybe you're right. He loves using uh, the reporters, the news people being mm-hmm. like this is unprecedented. Yep, yep. As you see on the screen the Hollywood sign is being evaporated as mm-hmm. we speak and there it is. It's yeah, like the words and the images. Can I can I say this? And even if he didn't intend this, it is a cool thing to watch. Like to like culture is that is represented by the Hollywood sign, you know, yeah. and that is completely secondary. After, like culture evaporates instantaneously when climate becomes the primary thing. Like, That's right. Yeah, and uh, he probably didn't. He was like probably thinking on the set of the Patriot. He was like, I'm just going to sweep the Hollywood sign away. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what is culture like? Uh, what uh, The sweeping away of culture also feels like a metaphor for the sweeping away of illusions. Yes. And we're, we're constantly watching everything on Fox mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Fox is the station. Yep. And 
really uh all the news has just been feeding us i mean it is it's uh in quotes fake news yeah like everything that's lulling us into a state of complacency Mm -hmm. that things are going to be okay is fake news yeah and and anything that is uh like a tsunami is uh, going to be like, okay, this is real, tangible, and uh, and uh, move, get move your ass, get out of there, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. That's as opposed to terrorism or something like that. Yeah. You, I just did air quotes for the people at home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this, uh, yeah, I think this was a genius film in hindsight to watch it now because it's it is the perfect uh, delivery system yeah. to get climate deniers to acknowledge some climate change like, at least they at least they'll think it's sick if nothing yeah. else you know what i mean like, like you gotta make it entertaining for someone in iowa yep. to watch this and and it's uh like i remember uh trump earlier this year was like he was like what do you mean climate change what do you mm-hmm. mean global warming like yeah. it's cold it's cold you guys should be thankful it's cold out and it's yeah. like you don't understand how <laughs> how pressure systems work it's basically a... when everyone says that like how could it be? it's freezing outside it's like, yeah, no, man, yeah. what's going to happen is every sort of cataclysmic <laughs> weather pressure shift, it's, it's going to affect weather. Everything. Not right. just, not, we're not going to boil in our skin in 100 years. And I don't we're mean to be ageist, but if disasters. you're... I'm sorry. Man. No, no. You're if, you're, if you're over 70, sh- shut up. You know what I mean? Like, you're, this is not going to affect you that much. You know what I mean? Uh, but for us, you know what I mean, that are actually going to have to live with the consequences. Yeah. Like, because, like, I don't know if the science is great in this movie, but the science, but the fake science actually accurately gives a yes. good idea of of like that you know you things might just start freezing you mm-hmm. might just get a huge polar vortex yeah that's, yeah that's called glo- uh, climate irony yes yeah. C- climate also the i mean the science was bad it was, it was... <laughs> <laughs> i like you tried to you tried yeah. to put that as gently as you could it was, it, like... it's been verified by you know scientists <laughs> that it was like a bad film did they did they screen it for scientists yeah the, the reason you see fox all over this is because 20th century fox was the production Studio oh. where they, they made this film, so obviously they're going to plug their own. Yeah, now, this is before the stigma of Fox was as bad as it was. Bill O'Reilly's toupee starts blowing in the wind. <laughs> no, it's actually it's resilient enough to. <laughs> I can stand withstand um, hurricane force. But yeah, they flew, they, <laughs> they flew in scientists from NASA and Noah to screen the film, and they were like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah, that's so hilarious. It's one of the ten most scientifically inaccurate films, and uh, the the term that I'm going to uses they called it enjoyable nonsense yeah but well, at least it had a good message a hundred percent like around the same time you have all the left behind series is coming out yeah. and evangelical christianity is like mm-hmm. in full f- blossom definitely and, and this is a movie that uh like it, it's centered around middle class white people it's mm-hmm. centered around americans it feels very familiar to a certain uh demographic totally. in this country so i feel like this was the this is not a good cosmopolitan, sophisticated film. No. This is a great film to play in Nebraska mm-hmm. for evangelical Christians to be like, oh, maybe maybe weather is uh, something that we don't need to look at the Bible for information on. Yeah. Like, we can watch the Weather Channel and... Anybody who's a fan of Wes Anderson should avoid this movie. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. does what like uh, Twister did for t- tornado awareness. Yeah, yeah. I, in the heartland, <laughs> on the East Coast, uh-huh. in the West Coast, except this this phrase is uh, global. 
Yeah, twisters and, in L.A. and mm. they're feed, they're they're feeding chum to like a middle American audience too, like because mm-hmm. they destroy New York and L.A. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, don't you want to see the global elite Babylon's crumble? Yes, like, yeah, and the, and the, <laughs> uh, let's let's be honest, who cares about the fucking library? Okay, that thing gets destroyed. <laughs> Books, okay, burn those shits. All right. <laughs> Another bad science part was when the, the tidal wave comes through Manhattan, uh, the buildings would have collapsed. Oh yes, they don't really. They, you know, that's that's one of the the bones. The scientists had to pick. They're like, yeah, that would never. Windows don't just break. The building comes down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a huge forty foot like. wall of water uh, does not just hit a building. Yeah. I feel like though that library, the library in Midtown, it, it would it might survive. Yeah, but, yeah that yeah, library is yeah. a thick snack. It's the hum, yeah, yeah, the hummer, <laughs> the hummer of buildings. Yes, it really very much is. It could it could take a beating. Uh, I mean, this movie did gross half a billion dollars worldwide, which is incredible because it's disaster porn. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Well, because big spectacles, they play everywhere. You don't need to know English. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. because the people are saying exactly what they mean the whole time, yeah. it makes subtitling very easy. Yes. Like, you could watch this movie without words. There I... is no there is no <laughs> double talk or double entendres nope. or anything. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. Actor points in yeah. a direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, worst, worst. Camera pans to yeah, that yeah. direction. Uh-huh. I yeah. think in a, in a, in a, f- a movie with so many uh, poorly delivered lines, the worst <laughs> one was the uh, the very beginning when the shelf is, is breaking. And the guy was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like he uh, girlfriend is feeling. breaking up with him yeah. on the phone, kind of, maybe. He said it with less feeling than I just said it. Yeah, yeah. What's happening? <laughs> hey man, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. uh, I fucked up the drill. Right, yeah. I just broke off the shelf of this uh, giant yeah. uh, ice cap. We're numb to that now. That shit actually happens. You know what I mean? Like ice shelves fall, and people are like, eh, "Did you see the Mets? Yeah, have yeah. a bad season." No, yeah. every day on Facebook, I open up to like another clickbait article that's like Greenland officially now green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, no more ice. Mm-hmm. We're farming carrots now. <laughs> I went on a cruise ship with my grandma to Alaska. Jealous, super jealous. <laughs> And uh, it was all old people on uh-huh. the ship, and it was only like a quarter full. And the only uh, other teenage girl well, I met her in the cafeteria with, and I was like, "What's up?" And she was like, "I'm I, I'm getting over mono." And so I was like, "Whoa, well, okay." So that that there's no no connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, "I'm going back to my cabin to nap." Uh, convalesce that girl just Hillary changed. Clinton. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 The way uh, she is in my head, you basically just depicted her like she aged rapidly from spending that much time in confined yeah, quarters yeah. with old people. That is wild. That's I like mono. She, I'm going to nap. She went to the brig, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she was the only other young person on the ship. Was like me and my brother and my sister and like this uh, teen girl, and then and all old people. And then I'd go up on the deck, and we just watched glaciers break off and fall into the Holy water. Holy fuck. That's so awful. I just saw firsthand the mm-hmm. uh, Is it majestic warming. looking? Oh, it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. And you know what else was happening? The salmon, they were spawning. Oh, wow. All the fish. That's, were, uh, they were swimming up. Is that when they jump? Yeah. They mm-hmm. go up river? That's yeah. the worst is like, you know, you spend all this time, like you travel a thousand miles as a salmon jumping up these little mm-hmm. steps. And then right before you get to the top one where you're going to bust your nut, yeah. uh, grizzly bear just like, yeah, yeah. swipes <laughs> out of the air. Could you imagine seeing something like that majestic and being like, you know what I want to do? I want to shoot something with a high-powered rifle, all right? I want to kill a grizzly bear. I want to kill a polar bear, you know? like what uh, monsters. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, big, we were talking about this a little bit, but yeah, climate change deniers and big game hunters have the same mentality. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. more for me. 
Uh, totally. They're like, well, it's going to end anyway, so why don't I like just uh, just use it all up while yeah, I can? Yeah. You know, there's like uh, 50 black African rhinos left, mm-hmm. and uh, big game hunters are like, well, I, I want to be one of the guys that kills one of the last ones. <laughs> oh Before, yeah, yeah. There's it's only like a couple a... left, a couple hors d'oeuvres left on the plate. Like, I got to eat them all. It's a holographic Charizard, dude. You got to <laughs> fucking get that shit. There was some, some nature retribution that year when a, a, a mom and son were killed in Kenya by a, a, a giant African elephant who uh, subsequently buried them. Dude, that is metal as hell. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that he, he tried to cover it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, like uh, fucking Goodfellas, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you going to know where the bodies? You need to move the bodies. Yeah, and yeah. Elephant never forgets, dude. Uh, dude, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the desert. Was. I got a long memory. He held a grudge for 30 years. Uh, it's like, I remember you. Yeah. Uh, holding peanuts out on me. How did you guys feel about the actors in this movie? Mm, Go ahead, man. Yeah. Mr. Quaid. Yeah. So. I, I mean, ser- serviceable, I guess, is as bad as well as I could put that. Quaid is chum for uh, – that's that's too vulgar of a way to put it. He is eye candy for elder white women in I, America. He is the, he's the reason he's casting the rookie. He's the reason he's just like, you know what? I could see this guy making breakfast for my kids. That's you know right. I mean? <laughs> and then we have – you know, we hold hands and watch it's the evening a, news. I call that the Costner <laughs> effect. Yeah, he's yeah, a less yeah. ambitious Kevin Costner. Yes, I very much so. That's the way to put it. Yeah. And uh, I loved him in uh, – I've loved him in the 80s. In the 80s, he was in Dreamscape, which is a fantastic movie about uh, a sci-fi film where you fall asleep, and if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. And there's a couple dudes, including Dennis Quaid. Freddy Krueger with a jawline, dude. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's very cool. And then he's also in Inner Space, which Mm -hmm. is a Joe Dante movie, the guy who did Gremlins 1 and 2. Uh, And he he co-stars in that with Martin Short and Meg Ryan. Great film, Meg Ryan, man. What a that's a she I, is she still in movies? I don't think so. Yeah. We talked about her a second because she was in Top Gun briefly, but no, they yeah. were married too. Meg yeah. Ryan and Kevin and uh, Dennis, Kevin Quaid, Kevin Quaid, <laughs> dude. Yes, no, no, no. can you imagine if they and merged? Yeah. Nothing would change. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis yeah. Quaid and Meg Ryan were married for a long time. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that actually makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, sure. Right? That's like that's like uh, OK Magazine or like US Weekly. Like that would be the cover in 1988. You know? Sure, yeah. sure. Whenever like uh, Kurt Russell and um, Goldie Hawn weren't on the cover. Right? Yep, yep. So those uh, the days. I bet those those two double dated in the 80s. I bet they went to like Van Halen concerts. Did some uh, cocaine. Did, yeah, did yeah. some speed balls and uh, <laughs> listen to Van Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> We're cooking. We're cooking over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These, uh... It's always good to tell the guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, I also loved him in Traffic, man. Dennis Quaid, he's, yeah. he's an actor I like. He is in, he is in some heavy-handed-ass movies, Jesus he's Christ. Just, yeah, yeah. Because that's what Message. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. serviceable yeah. every man. Yeah. And then uh, we were talking, you said the actors. The, the, the actor that I think really carried this movie and like was me, you know what I mean, is meant to be the audience, is Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, every time there's a wall of water coming at you or you're watching tornadoes rip apart LA, you see his big ass eyes, you know, widen and you're like, damn. This is bad. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. And he's a he's a young man estranged from his father. Yep. Going through some troubled times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of abroad with yeah, his yeah. crew of mathletes. Yes. And uh, surviving against nature. Yeah, yeah. I'm I seeing do, some connections I, here. I, yeah, I never even considered that. I also, uh, you know, was born to a um, – uh, well, I think his father is a director and his mom is like a stage uh, like stage director. So he was like he's like acting royalty and uh, same same here. 
<laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, Dylan Hall was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Maggie had a leg up a little bit. But yeah, it was, there is some connection there. Uh, you know, and Dennis Quaid and my dad don't look dissimilar. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, that's what, you know, and so... Sometimes I'll just put on this movie and cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it seemed like a pretty solid, estranged relationship, yeah, though. It was. He was like, I he traveled 3,000 yeah. miles. I don't think it was... Why is he estranged in the movie? Is he just like... he travels for work all the time. He, he oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Dude, and it's so white, funny. It's like... problems. Yeah. It's funny because he's doing the most important work in the planet. You yeah. know what I mean? He's yeah. like... <laughs> And that's kind of like I think justifying this idea of like being a workaholic man. It's yeah, like, I'm yeah. I'm doing this to provide not only to put a food on the table, but for your future son. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. Such a white privilege. Dude, it's about. so like that dude yeah. Left cigarettes and never came back. It's yeah, like, yeah. He's it's fighting a, uh, global he's fighting, climate. He's fighting the nature boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And I I wonder you know he's shadow boxing with hurricanes. <laughs> It's an unseen force because nothing is actually has ever happened to me well, bad. <laughs> it's so funny that they made like a, a climatologist into Indiana Jones. Totally, yeah. You know, a paleo climatologist. Right. He gets out his whip and just fucking <laughs> <laughs> at a tornado. <laughs> yeah, well, they're like hanging off that cliff at the beginning. You can yep. tell like he's a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the shelf breaks off and he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna take my ice pick and." Let's uh-huh. just say physically improbable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. It's like the beginning of Batman Begins or something like that when he like pulls himself up off that cliff. Yeah. It's a great way to start a movie. And I just imagine most scientists just have bo and like uh like <laughs> and, like a climate scientist would just be like somebody with bad posture. Yeah, you yeah. literally just eat beans all day and never shower. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, live in a remote part of the like in Antarctica. Yeah. You know, like your muscles are atrophied from yeah. just like staring in at beakers. And, yeah, from being a scientist right. in life. It's like I've watched. All the seasons of Cheers eight times because that's the only thing we have here. <laughs> yeah, they don't have abs, but he's a paleoclimatologist. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, he's yeah. on he's on the paleo diet. He's uh-huh. doing like beast genetics. Duh. He's just he's just in the park doing like all natural body weight exercises. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tai Chi, you parkour. Know? Yeah, yeah, parkour yeah. comes back around. Uh, well, yeah. So this movie is bo- is kind of it's about a it's about a man mm-hmm. fulfilling his promise to his son. It's also about like half of humanity dying. But that, <laughs> does not, that does not really that kind of gets glossed over because uh, you know yeah. they don't show the bodies in this movie. It's, it's very much like uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and I think it the reason it was such a big hit is it make, doesn't you don't have to face anything in a real way. You know, it's still like a blockbuster. It's not like yeah. the human cost is uh, glossed over for sure. I mean, one thing I did like about the movie was that it sort of covers a full global scape. Like, it, scope. It just, it has mm-hmm. every, every every region for the most part, except for anything south of the equator. <laughs> 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 they cover, yeah, you know, most of, uh, Oh, yeah, just where white people live. Well, right, uh, <laughs> because it's... Um, Thinking about the audience, it's like yeah. what lives matter. Yeah. White lives matter. Yeah. So watching white people die is what would actually like right. motivate the the audience to 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 be invested. And right. uh, I think they show some scenes in Tokyo, and it's like white people care about uh, Japanese, Japanese culture. culture. <laughs> like, like, like the sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, the Right, because it, that's all they talk. They talk about sushi. In Pokemon, that scene. yeah, and, and Japan's one—it's one, it's so. one, uh, one soundstage. It's yeah. one street. That's hilarious. Yeah. And they yeah, just yeah. throw chunks of ice down on them immediately. That's very, yeah. that's very funny. Uh huh. Oh, so it starts to hail in yeah. uh, Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, so I think you're completely right. It had a target audience in mind, and uh, in that sense, they nailed it. And there's not has not been a climate movie since then. This was this effective, I don't think, in terms of like uh, commercial success, like 2012. All these other movies that are like about this. I think this was the first movie that ever did this at this ambitious of a level, you know? Uh, yeah. With this budget, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I really, I did like the uh, devastation mm-hmm. in New York City. Yeah, uh, was was really cool. The first time I saw the Empire State Building, it froze from the top down. It was very I like, like uh, yeah, arresting scene, you know? And, Ripping. Uh, I liked watching uh, that. Like, it doesn't matter how wealthy you are. Yes, uh, exactly. Yo, the Grim Reaper comes for all of us. It starts at the top, you know? It's like coming down and killing everyone. Yeah, because um, they stay at a rich kid's house. Yeah. And um, they're in his, like, penthouse apartment. Mm-hmm. That his, his dad's never home. His dad's always working, too. Mm. Skiing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. skiing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is just a, a funny aside, but uh, Neil Gorsuch, the guy who got confirmed for the Supreme Court, yeah. uh, when Antonin Scalia died, he was like, I am not ashamed to admit that I cried on the ski slope. <laughs> <laughs> when I learned about that, and that's like the ultimate, uh, you know, finding out finding out bad news on the ski slope. Is he like, cried uh, when Scalia died. <laughs> yeah, we cried when Scalia died. Uh, you guys, this is something I thought about: what, the ice melting, mm-hmm. and um, that is what's going to cause all of us to die. Yeah, is the ice melting. But then, like, it, I don't know what we're going to die from exactly, but. Uh, there's all these organisms that are frozen in the snow. Yeah, in the ice. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it could the next plague could just be some like dinosaur herpes <laughs> that just like comes back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Is airborne. That's true. Or, like like the, some polar bear AIDS. Uh huh. Like, the next thing, <laughs> the next bubonic plague, is yeah. gonna come from melted like an Alaskan ancient disease. Glaciers. Yeah, just the mummy, <laughs> you know, like, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> like a pestilence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old oh, Testament style. What'd you get? I got Scorpion King rickets. <laughs> <laughs> there is something Old Testament about it. It's like uh, yeah, divine bizarre. retribution for mistreating the planet. You know, and uh, and you were saying that middle this appeals to middle America, and I don't, and like that's kind of a classic trope. Is like. They don't care about climate change because the apocalypse is within, like, in our cultural milieu. You know what I mean? Like, we, a large percentage of Americans are like, yeah, we're all gonna die. Are cool with the hard reset? Yeah, yeah. They're like, I think the Bible specifically talks about uh, cataclysmic weather Mm -hmm. being being the end of an end of days. Yeah, but they didn't say, uh, and they, you know, 2012 is Mayan or something like that. But I think if this did happen, a lot of right-wing nut jobs would be like well this is uh this is foretold you know this is not something we did this is something we deserve it wasn't my hummer yeah it wasn't my hummer. <laughs> it would have been amazing if the last yeah. shot from the space station was just like a flat flat <laughs> <laughs> i told you yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a chessboard spinning in space i would <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it feels like yeah 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 well we're the pawns you know um and are we guys, though? Yeah, you guys may be. Here. Well, we no, have way have... more impact than the pawns do. Yeah, I think. that's true. Well, that's maybe true. not. You know, that's a that was good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, sure. man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought oh, even when uh, climate, you know, one of the things that causes a huge impact on climate is uh, flying in airplanes. Yeah. And I thought about that, like whenever uh, and uh, Greta Thunberg just came out, and she's the 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 climate activist mm-hmm. who took a slow boat across uh, the Atlantic wow. to get here for. The recent climate um, protests, mm-hmm. but she was uh, a little late. <laughs> <laughs> but her, her She's whole early thing for twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won't. Uh, she won't take uh, airplanes. 
Wow. And I, and I think that I remember in like around 2004 when Inconvenient Truth was out, like mm-hmm. Al Gore would be flying around to all these conferences. And uh-huh. That was one of those hypocritic, hypocritical things I, I was thinking about. It was like, well, like even the people that uh, want to make a change are blind to mm-hmm. their personal Im- like how they're personally impacting the they planet. ride around in envoys too you know he's got like he's got like three <laughs> yeah. tahos that probably surround him when he goes you know because like yeah. he needs protection well, what you know? about dicaprio yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's <laughs> so true really captain planet and what yeah. is he? he just sits on massive yachts and yeah. you know lear jets uh-huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he vapes i saw him riding a city bike in this neighborhood a couple of years ago which i thought was really funny oh, oh that's cool. adorable yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, Dude, you know who else would have been good in Jake Gyllenhaal's role? Leonardo DiCaprio. They're very, 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 I think he was doing The Departed, which is a different type of disaster. <laughs> I loved the... Uh, the Boston the, uh, Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie, the second act of this movie, which I like to call uh, Wolf Blizzard. Yes, dude. That is, and, the, and those wolves don't hold up as well as the rest of the special effects. They look yeah. fine. They look cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I don't really understand why that is put in there. I guess they wanted to show like the effect on animals, but I guess it's more an immediate threat than and more compelling than just like you said the cold. You know, yeah. Yeah. the night king. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it would have been sad if they showed the effect on real animals. Yes, <laughs> that would have been shown like everyone's house pets just freezing. <laughs> it's like my pet snake. <laughs> <laughs> the rock is not hot anymore. <laughs> Uh, oh that's sad yeah but uh, yeah i mean that is very sad but like that's what you were saying you know like uh, all these i think you know we'd see woolly mammoths perfectly preserved and then our house cats die you know sure. so it'd be a weird equilibrium shift but um uh that uh but these these wolves would they die off screen too they, didn't uh, I, I think they must have died because yeah. they were not in the heated room when the uh mm-hmm. polar vortex when the eye of the hurricane Descended on New York City. And that guy had a dog in the movie, and they use that often as like an emotional ploy, like filmmakers do. But the, the I believe he was homeless, or maybe he was... He like, was it, he was a, a, a homeless wise man. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> a, a big cliche. A, a sentient yeah, yeah. creature. Yeah, yeah. He and, was uh, a magical black homeless yeah. uh, truth yeah. teller. Yep, yep. And, and there's a scene where... This is something that I did not like was that he's walking down the street and there's at the, all the cars are in gridlock traffic and he's like, oh, you dumb people in your cars. Yeah. You silly people. What are you doing with these cars? Mm-hmm. As though uh, we – the individual can't really change no. climate change. We did not. We did not decide – in 1850 to rip up the railroad system and you know start, or like whenever like 1910 or something like that yeah right right like we have to get places mm-hmm. and yeah. these internal combustion engines are what yeah everything's designed with mm-hmm. and the whole way that space is structured is for automobiles yeah. so what are you going to tell us just walk everywhere like yeah this movie this is in denmark yeah exactly <laughs> like it's not and anymore. this movie this movie is like it's kind of uh cathartic in a way because it's like you as opposed to the slow creep that we're experiencing right now with climate change, this happens immediately and you <laughs> surrender to it as opposed to just like are gradually consumed by it. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that can be done about a tidal wave coming at you, but there is something that can be done if we all band together as a human human race. But right. I don't think I'm going to change anything. I love how the timeline got so accelerated. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, these figures for eight months, that's sooner than I thought. They're like, not eight months, eight weeks. And then yeah, like, yeah. Ten minutes later, they're like, eight minutes. <laughs> I mean, this is really, this movie is the end of the world. Yep. And it ends on a happy note because like a dad and a son get reunited, but you forget that the entire breadbasket of the planet 
yeah. has been frozen. Flash I know. frozen. I know. The whole Northern Hemisphere. And yeah. that's like the Soviet Union. All the wheat that they have, all the wheat that the U.S. Midwest has, gone. Yeah. No food more supplies, grapefruit. done. Anybody that lives above, you know, probably North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, North yeah. Carolina. <laughs> right. We're going to have to figure out how to make pineapple rice. Yeah. <laughs> Sun-dried mangoes. Yeah. Uh, the U.S., how crazy the idea that... Uh, well, one, the scene is so great. The mm-hmm. irony. Yeah, I know. Everybody uh, going across the Rio Grande and uh, invading Mexico. Dude. I want to live in that world where <laughs> yeah. there's American refugees in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Well, what they didn't show is like uh, the, the two weeks later when the Mexicans are rounding up and doing genocide on the uh, yeah. Uh, Iowans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> or, oh, boy. Yeah. Or the, it could be the other way around, unfortunately. <laughs> But that that is like tired. That's that your kid. <laughs> I think if Quentin Tarantino made a climate change movie, that would be what it yeah. would be. Just like white people getting massacred by, uh, <laughs> you know, what I mean? and uh, we would deserve, you know, yeah. like there would be the same feeling of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds that looks about right. Day without a Mexican. Yeah, unfortunately, everyone else is like kinder. I think. Mm-hmm. Like every, you know, when yeah. you get the global South around the world, uh-huh. uh, it, it's never. It is the northern. Uh, European stock that shows up and is like, well, this is ours now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have that. and measles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, this movie made me think about Chernobyl, the, yeah. the mm-hmm. HBO series. Yeah, man-made and disaster. If you want to see something great, <laughs> that's what you watch. But th- that also, it also made me feel like, you know, maybe we need a, like a Soviet-style centralized government to, mm-hmm. to just say... This is a huge problem, mm-hmm. and we need to throw all of our human resources yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., our ideology is so individualistic yes. that, like, we we are fooled into thinking that through personal responsibility we can fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Like somehow using uh, plastic or paper straws. Yeah. In my cold brew, uh-huh. or like a NPR tote bag. Yeah. Or some Tom shoes. Is going to fix it? I will yeah. say that the straw thing is just because if you ever watch a turtle with a straw shoved in its eyeball or nose, it's, it'll make you stop <laughs> using plastic straws. But right. I think it's going to really reduce your carbon footprint by a ton. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, the uh, cold brew itself is like, uh, what, like two gallons of, uh, you know, or five gallons of like fresh water strained <laughs> yeah. through, uh, you know, like beans, you know, it's like a very wasteful thing unto itself. I'm so. going to fight, 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 fight uh, climate change. I'm going to put this trash into this specific trash can yeah yeah not this one yeah I'm doing my part you just can't do it through personal choice because it becomes overwhelming mm-hmm. every single decision you're you're given the path of least resistance is to eat the hamburger this movie feels this movie feels 20 years behind in terms of his script and like 10 years ahead in terms of its like uh, message you know <laughs> like what I mean? 400 years behind in its science yeah yeah and like and then you know medieval in terms of that you know just take this tonic well, yeah, we need a. <laughs> It'll warm you up. Uh-huh. But uh, no, but it, it's great. This movie's great because it ends with no solution. No like, solution. That sure. the world is ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, I think I think the the note is like, well, now all of humanity lives south of the equator, and uh, <laughs> you know, four billion people are dead. So uh, and then anyway, and see ya. <laughs> Dick Cheney's the new vice president, the yeah. new president. And yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Like that would ever happen. I know, right? The and other it, thing I want to see are the show trials that happen a week after this takes place, where they execute all of the CEOs for like <laughs> petrol companies uh-huh. yeah mean? rex tillerson just getting uh, <laughs> just getting got you know but we have a president who's proved wrong on a daily basis and still doesn't admit it yeah yeah, yeah. well I, I i'm i am of the belief that uh apologizing never works mm-hmm. 
We tell people that they should apologize for what they do, but the moment that they do, they are immediately uh, like lambasted. Yeah. yeah, agreed. So uh, yeah, and the apologies dissected as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, and was like, it good? Was yeah. it half-hearted? Uh huh. Yeah. Was it sincere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like the uh, there's no <laughs> <laughs> dude. The cancel culture is uh, that wave coming at you. That's yeah. uh... <laughs> so true. It's like you are canceled off the planet. Uh, and yeah, that, that there is a little bit of that. Uh, there is a little bit of that um, message of like the government is needs. We need a different style of governance if this is going to be. You know, uh, and you're right. And the thing about it is like the two biggest contributors are two fucked up sides of the same token because china doesn't have the same government as us but it's fucked up in a different way you know what i mean and they are not addressing it at all either so just us yeah it shows you how ineffective the united nations really is getting anything done yeah (laughs) yeah one one person coming to german just completely erase Mm -hmm. 40 years of work well do you think if this movie came out now it would be a success or a failure i think it would be I think that there'd be more blogs about representation. Yes, definitely. It's almost and, old hat now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been done. Yeah. So I think it started something, you know what I mean? And uh, no one would be impressed anymore with these special effects, you know yeah. what I mean? It would be like, oh, you could do that in like, what'd you say, it was nine months they spent on this? Yeah, nine yeah. months with over a thousand different uh, I art, bet it's CGI like artists. 40 people in three weeks. You know yeah, on I mean? like, one computer. Yeah. On a and, MacBook uh, Pro. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd love to see them try to do something like this again, but uh, I've watched so many disaster movies, and watching this, I thought of World War Z. Yeah, yeah. And how that very much kind of follows the same formula. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like a father who needs to reunite with his family. Yeah. And instead of like tidal waves of water, it's like tidal waves of uh, bloodless zombies. Humanity, or yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, you have shows like The Walking Dead. I feel like yeah. everything that happened with zombies after this kind of takes us into this world that exists post mm-hmm. the apocalypse mm-hmm. that, that could be a climate disaster. Yeah. And in real life, we've got, uh, we've got so many real world examples of better stories to tell. Like, yeah, totally. Like, uh, new Orleans in the aftermath of Katrina. Right. This, that happened a year after this movie, which <laughs> yep. is, uh, it's just wild. Yeah. And like, yeah, that blew my mind when that happened. I thought this was the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And Sandy had some of the, some similar effects to uh-huh. the, uh, you know, yeah. Dorian just annihilated uh, the Bahamas. And, right. and they're like, 50 people dead. I'm like, nah, man. No, no. It's going to be like yeah, yeah. thousands, be thousands yeah, of yeah. people once and, they actually count the bodies. Mm-hmm. And that looks uh, – and it's, it's. I don't think it's any longer uh, – well, I, I said, you know, should, could this movie come out now? And I don't think there's uh, – I don't think it's like a question of if – anymore you know what i mean so i think it's a, a bit more foreboding now to watch in the current context like shit that's gonna suck when it happens you know i feel like if they were to re or, or, or do something similar they would have to up the up the ante a little bit it would have yeah. to be far more graphic mm-hmm. a lot more direct even at this point yeah which i don't you think don't get much more not, direct in this dialogue but no i know what you mean it's true yeah i did like bilbo baggins's lines about scotch though that was, that was the yeah. That's a great. That's my favorite scene from it's this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're about to, so they're gonna freeze to death. Yeah, and uh, they could pour scotch into a generator and live an hour longer, but they decide to drink, which I think is a good message. <laughs> live I, in the moment. Kill the rhino. I felt yeah, there was yeah, some yeah. Like, decent gravity in the, in, in the situations. I didn't think it was like, uh, you know, of like subtle to a point, but like they, you know, they they showed some 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 real feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's this. This movie has a lot of heart. Yeah, yeah, 
you know whether or not you're in you want to receive that uh-huh. is is up to you it, like i know that i need to be in a uh, i usually don't like films that are so sentimental mm-hmm. but um yeah i think honestly in hindsight this is a great a great movie yeah, thanks man I was yeah. Just like, damn it do i like this yeah yeah movie? yeah yeah i didn't want to like it when you brought it up i was like oh, i remember seeing that it sucked. <laughs> it's about it's about wolves in yeah 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 i the reason <laughs> the reason i think uh that a 12 year old would like this movie so much is it's visually arresting who gives a shit about character development and uh it's like crazy <laughs> not, uh, not yeah, ronald yeah. emmerich that's no sure. no no yeah and then um, also that body heat scene, dude. That's like some. That's a prepubescent uh, sexual experience. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's not actually you know, uh, sex. It's just like snuggling with sexual your girlfriend, touching. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. non-penetrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we gotta get warm. Limb warming. Just some yeah. nice over-the-shirt stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Speaking of religion, <laughs> heavy petting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. For me, this movie was all heartstrings and cliches and sentimental moments, mm-hmm. but um, it's actually really good. It had some yeah. great class conflict in it, which mm-hmm. I'm always a fan of. It had yeah. a bunch of rich people drown in a uh, bus before it <laughs> gets hit by a tanker. Yeah. Um, a president that. dies, yeah. and, which is always cool. I love su- succession. Fingers crossed. VP yeah. become a president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be oh god Pence, get out of here yeah 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 and uh yeah it's but um i think you know it, it's also really dark underneath yeah. the the saccharine surface mm-hmm. it, it is a story about the end of the world and yep. i and i uh, appreciate that it's something mm-hmm. like even though i it's a movie that i think about after mm-hmm. the fact very much so uh, so I think I give it um, I give it seven mangy wolves <laughs> out of ten. Out of ten, yeah. I think I give it eight. You know. Um, yeah. I, uh, any, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. I, I don't know how many stars I'd give it. It's a tangible fear. They delivered a message. Um, I think instead of they should have not have made this movie and used, <laughs> and used the budget directly to uh, you know. Yeah. Donated it to climate. science, Noah, or combat climate change. That is so funny. <laughs> what was the carbon footprint <laughs> yeah, yeah. of making the day after yeah, tomorrow? Seriously, yeah. that's a good question to ask. Yeah. Oh um, my god, so true. Yeah. Wow. Well, I give it four flat map, flat maps, flat globes. Yeah, yeah, four <laughs> flat earths out of a possible twenty. <laughs> Well, um, thank you so much, Davidson. Where can people find you? Thank you. Uh, yeah, man. So you can find me on Twitter at, at Davidson Boswell and then at Instagram on Davidson Sobswell. And I uh, plug all my shows on those. So, uh, yeah, please come out and see me. Dude, uh, thank you again. Uh, this is Gabe thank Pacheco. You, I, uh, you can find me at GabePacheco.com and follow me on Instagram and follow Eat, Pray, Judge on Instagram. Also, smash the like Give us five stars. Write us a review. Tell your friends. That's how we gain support and a following. And uh, next week, we're going to be coming back with uh, Point Break. Oh, yeah. So that's the next film we're reviewing. The original Point Break, just to clarify. That's got some snow in it, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I need you guys to, um, to, uh, if you have any questions that you'd like us to ask or things that you want us to cover about the movie, uh, let us know. Reach out to us in our DMs on Instagram or Twitter. All right. All right. Take care. Peace. See ya. Into this world we're thrown Like a dog without a bone